Hello and welcome to the Wizards of Drivel podcast. To be honest, lads, I'm a bit stuck for an introduction. I thought of doing an introduction based around Spygate, but I thought that was Mission Impossible. I thought about doing some puns based on Nathan Jones referencing Miley Cyrus in a press conference, but I had to take a wrecking ball to that idea. I thought about doing one based on Stokes' tactical meeting in a Holiday Inn, but I had to turn down that joke. Have all the new listeners gone yet? Hello, Chris. Welcome back. (laughs) Thank you. Um, It's nice to be back. Even nicer to be back and in a positive capacity uh, because I've been on holiday and I'm back in work tomorrow in Leeds City Centre. The last time, yeah. Well, the last time we played Leeds, I came back to find my desk decorated with various (laughs) Leeds players' faces on my computer. So I'm going to be humble. In, no, in, and Chris, gracious. don't be humble. A... Well, it depends, doesn't it? Because it, it depends what they say. If they get a little bit argy with me, I've got... <laughs> a bit Argentinian. Of... A bit argy. Well, you know, it's the, the, the world of pensions can get aggressive. Um, but if, you know, any of them are a bit miffed about it, I've got that picture of Nathan Jones celebrating at full time that I could just send round in an email. So I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be prepared for it. Already an iconic image. It's like yeah. he was doing a impression of Christ the Redeemer. He that was. It is. It's Stokes Christ the Redeemer. We don't obviously don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but I can I can literally see that statue in the in one corner of the car park already. It's, it's already there in my mind. <laughs> mm. That was the voice of Ben Cartwright. Ben, uh, welcome back. Uh, what a what a joyous occasion! The three of us back and Stoke City. They're also bloody back as well. They're back. I mean, are they back or have we ever seen the likes of Stoke City like Saturday like that? I don't know if we have. Maybe we have. Probably we have. And maybe I'm over exaggerating it. But oh, goodness, it was it was good fun. Mm. Yeah. A lot of people saying they have not had fun like that for some times, even including the, the fun of the Derby victory earlier in the season which a lot of people are comparing this to a lot of people saying this was the best Stoke performance for some say years which is both alarming and exciting at the same time (laughs) Uh, if I can rewind the clock to before kickoff in this one uh, Ben I met you in the concourse shortly before kickoff we were not confident were we and when you saw the team sheet and the apparent switch to three five two, and Nathan Jones was a manager. We were told was just wedded to four four two diamonds. Just you know, absolutely religiously devoted to it. You read his in his third game gone three five two. What were your initial uh, thoughts? Well, I was I was frightened. It it looked like a team that was to be scared of the opposition. We were, and obviously we we still don't know Nathan Jones that well at all. Really, obviously it, it feels like. Feels like we've got through that important third date now, obviously. But before the Leeds game, we we still didn't really know who Nathan was, um, and we and we won't for a long time, I'm sure. But the fact that we'd heard so much about this this wonderful four four two that no one else is apparently doing this is the answer to all our footballing woes. And he turns up with this three five two, and let's be honest, a three at the back that. You'd look at those three defenders and think, well, it doesn't really inspire me with confidence. Ryan has never done it before, really, in a three uh, centre back sort of partnership. Um, and Ashley Williams is Ashley Williams, and then Bruno is lovely. But I mean, I think I said it a couple of weeks ago. Whenever the formation looks good to us, we think it's going to go well, and it doesn't. And and now it's complete opposite, and and it shows how little we know because it just worked. And I think. Uh, when you interviewed that bloke, I should we should all remember that bloke's name from that interview, the D three D four interview, because he was such a fountain of knowledge. But I don't remember it. And he, one of the points I think he made was that he'd Nathan Jones would sort of bring players, um, players would become new players that you never would expect, and obviously the the poster boy of the new era suddenly out of absolutely nowhere is Charlie Adam, and the whole defense was good. I know that Dave, you enjoyed Peter Tabo's performance as much as I did. I thought it was so exciting. I, it it just seemed to work, and I mean, 
I don't think three five two is is going to be something he sticks with if four four two is the sort of perfection that he has devised. But in terms of turning up and absolutely dominating, I would say the best team in the league, certainly on their day, is I mean it's exciting because we're we're a team that hasn't really had a plan A for for years. We've we've now got this four four two as a plan A, and now apparently we've already got a plan B as well. I mean. The plan B's work. Plan A hasn't yet worked. Plan A probably will work, but we've got a plan B that works. What on earth has happened? It was James Richards from the D3D4 podcast, uh, by the way. Uh, so shout out to him. He was the one who got us all excited in the first place about Nathan Jones. Uh, Chris, um, Marcelo Bielsa obviously talked about a lot in the run-up to this game for performances, not only off the pitch, but off the training ground. And uh, we... Every, he gives that amazing PowerPoint presentation to all the journalists and the tactics geeks throth at the mouth about how exciting this is. And Jonesy, in apparently in a meeting in a Holiday Inn by the ground <laughs> with uh, Joaquin Gomez and that bloke who looks like Joe Allen, have cobbled together and just devised this tactical wildcard and, and just th- thrown him completely. I mean, what, what were your... Impressions of how that three-five-two worked for us uh, on Saturday. Well, I, th- I think you have to say it worked extremely well. It was designed to nullify leads in the utmost, and and it worked. I think um, having having watched the match back, um, Leeds may have had the greater share of, of possession in the in the first half, etc. But I genuinely think we were the better team going going forwards. I didn't feel we allowed Leeds to threaten us too much. Um and and yeah, the, the, the aftermath of it where um it's all come out that it was devised in a holiday inn, um but you know, specifically to counter Leeds's threats and <laughs> that Jonesy had them training at the stadium on Friday to avoid any spies or whatever. I think that it's it's really proven that Nathan Jones and his team are really tactically sound. Um, like you, I saw the team sheet and I was bewildered and confused and hoped for the best. And my God, he he showed us showed us to be right. Um, I know friend of the pod, John McKenzie, Leeds fan, um, feels that we he they weren't. Leeds weren't tactically outplayed. It was just that Leeds didn't turn up. And sure, Leeds may have underperformed, but I do think that your credit must go to, to us for devising an unexpected tactical plan and pulling it off to perfection. Um, and that that alone gives me confidence that... Not not that I was doubting the management, but, you know, the two... You lose to Brentford, you lose in the Cup, and you... You're not, you know. I recognise the need for patience, but you are thinking, "Oh God, when are we ever going to get out of this rut?" And the fact that we've turned it around, and it isn't a fluke. It's not like it's a fluky win. Mm. It's a solid tactical result, a deserved um, win. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Definitely. I'm 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 very proud, and I'm I'm chuffed that and I that this this management team seem to to know what they're doing. I think it's been far too long that we had a tactical manager, someone who, at least to the fans, seemed to pinpoint threats and know what they're on about. Yeah, it, it amused me the the story of us uh, training at the Britannia, well, the Bet365 Stadium on the Friday before the game because I thought, A, Leeds probably aren't going to be so recli- reckless in their... Uh, <laughs> They're not going to send a guy to Clayton Wood with a pair of pliers and a Leeds tracksuit. Uh, but also, hey, that new corner's paying for itself, uh, if true, because they can't <laughs> just stand on that grassy bank now. So, uh, well well done, well done, the club. Good foresight on that. Uh, yeah, the the three five two. I mean, if you can get uh, the three of the slowest defenders in the league to look as assured as they did on... Yeah. Saturday, that's one thing. Assured against really good, quick, technical players who've been absolutely flying this season, scoring loads and loads of goals. And to so to improve the defence 
like that is one thing. But they've they've not even got uh, the screen of an out and out defensive midfield player in front of them. I know Charlie Adam was kind of the deepest of the midfielders, but th- three of the slowest defenders and Charlie Adam as essentially your defensive four, mm. and to not be given the run around is quite impressive, and. The wing backs worked really, really well. Uh, Jones mentioned how Klukas, you know, he doesn't really want to play there. But based on what I've seen of Klukas, I probably prefer him there to central midfield. I think he's 100%. had way more of an impact there. Bauer, I mean, what the fuck Welcome were we doing back. with Martina? Yeah, that's <laughs> it was like it was like a very lovely homecoming for him. Um, we'll move on to the. Uh, midfielders and forwards in a sec but also well, well we'll move on to the midfielders in a sec but also Ben the forwards uh, Lee Hawthorne mentioned this uh, to us on Twitter he says two up front can limit control in games for certain teams formations but Jesus it makes games better to watch not even as if Campbell or Afobe had amazing games but they were a right royal handful and it doesn't half G up a stoke crowd what was your takeaway from our front two on Saturday well, I think a lot of people have said it was a Phobie's best performance. I think that is purely just from the running that they were doing. Both Campbell and Phobie were obviously given instructions to be chasing, harrying those defenders. And even at the very base level, that is something that's going to, that fans are going to like. People trying hard makes people enjoy football. That is, I think, a very simple um, formula for, for enjoyment in football. And I think. There was a couple of moments I looked, I watched the highlights before we recorded again and there's just a couple of moments where like a phobie is just blocking a passing lane and I have no idea about all this blocking passing lane and tactics and stuff but it just looks, I just haven't noticed that ever before and just, I know that we're playing two up front and I know that people will be like, oh, we, you lose out on, on controlling the midfield and, and whatever and, that, and you probably do. I, I, again, I don't really know what I'm talking about but just seeing those little changes already, it's, it's just really nice. And I think, obviously... We have been a prominent on the podcast for youth players for a long time. For as lo- for as long as we've been a podcast, we've tried to talk about the youth team and and who should be coming through. And obviously, we've started seeing Edwards come through this season. Maybe he's not the perfect right back. Certainly now, Bowers back, he looks maybe like second choice at least. But Tyrese Campbell is so, like when he got the ball, it was just so exciting. And it this wasn't a player that had been chucked out there because there was a gap basically you've got Berahino sitting on the bench who obviously do a job you've got Crouch who started against Shrewsbury but Campbell was starting because he played well and he played himself into the team and that is exciting and he didn't mess up he had a, he, when he was on the ball he did what sort of a, you'd expect of a young striker he was confident he attacked the defenders and, and in the end they were scared of him and hopefully we can see him developing a Stoke shirt and, and get some league goals in him and just continue his development because Campbell has quickly gone from, oh, he's one of those players, maybe he's not good enough, maybe he's never going to reach the level. But now it's like, I want to see him in the team. I want to see him next week. I want to see what he can do. I want to mm. see if he can score a goal. Because he's there's so much there as a player from from the little that we've seen in the, from his starts. now two starts in a row. Long may it continue, hopefully. That I, I completely agree with you, Ben. I, I would say that you, with with Campbell, you don't want to rely on mm. him you don't want him to be be overplayed but it's nice to think that a player shows themselves to be good enough they will get an opportunity in this team and it's quite nice that I, I don't know about you guys but I feel that under Jones we are more ad- adventurous in terms of our team selection it isn't a case of with, I, I heard on the podcast I think while I was away that one of the things that we've done so long is uh, we've allowed other teams to actually it weren't on the podcast this was I don't know where I've heard this oh I've gone off on a tangent (laughs) basically it was the idea that we allow teams to dictate how we play whereas what we should be doing is having a style and forcing other teams to accommodate us Um, and and I I think that's that's great that seems to be what we're doing now it's it's much more positive Um, Campbell gets an opportunity because he's good enough it, saying that I thought his replacement in James McLean Oof. had hit, had his best game yeah. in the Stoke shirt so far he he I saw someone uh, compare him somewhat to the tenacity of Johnny Walters yeah. and actually yeah I complete I completely get that um it was 
it was it was it was brilliant. And you saying about blocking the the passing lanes, you like, I, I don't have a clue either, Ben. But Leeds are a very very good passing team. Uh, you can sit and watch highlights of them under Bielsa and how they just pass these intrinsic triangles across the pitch. And yesterday, Charlie Adam and Joe Allen and Peter Atavo, they were really good at blocking them off, winning the ball. Like Charlie Adam winning the ball and, you know, not getting sent off or not being rash about it. Charlie Adam, I can't believe I'm saying this, was such a controlled performance from him that the midfield as a whole, fantastic. They they did their job. They blocked leads. They managed to launch those counter-attacks. It was... It was lovely to see, and I'm I'm really excited that this team is going to have a bit of youthful exuberance and 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 pace and oh, it's nice. Absolutely, I think one of the things that that brought the crowd immediately on side. I think the Stoke crowd in general, we're bastards for a high press. When we had them pinned back in their own corners, you know, sometimes they'd play their way out of it, you know, fairly comfortably, but we just never allowed them the time and the space to create anything in the final thirds. I was watching the highlights and like they've got shots from the edge of the area and like mm. hopeful balls into the box. It wasn't until Butland save, which was I think in the eighty plus minute area, that they actually had a proper, you know, concerted spell of shots at goal. So that was fantastic. It was proper defending from the front as as Stoke fans like to see, and sort of when we went a goal up, that momentum kind of carries us over. And like, I I loved a Gene up the crowd because he's had a lot of stick. Some some of it justified, I think, for kind of being lazy or whatever. But I think yesterday proved he's willing to put himself about. He he grew into the game because at first there were a few groans at Fobe, but as the game went on, he he properly battled for the ball. And let's not forget, this is arguably the best centre-half pairing in the league for me, Janssen and Cooper. I think mm-hmm. Pontus Janssen in particular is a fantastic defender. Um, and you've got an inexperienced 19-year-old on his first league start against Pontus Janssen. And you've got Benekafobe, who's you know struggled for confidence despite being our top scorer. And... They properly hassled them, and they did that running down the channels thing. And that running down the channels was so important because uh, of Charlie Adam and because of Peter Otebo. That is like meat, proper meat and drink for Charlie Adam. That when he sees a player being able to run into those open spaces, Charlie Adam bloody loves that. And Otebo as well. When he breaks through the lines, he's seeing actual runs in front of him, not just one run from a, a phobe who can get crowded out easily he's seen two runs ahead of him sometimes an overlap from Klukas sometimes an overlap from Bauer it's properly exciting stuff to watch and (laughs) absolutely echo your thoughts on McLean Chris I I, I called the Johnny Walton's comparison before full time he was just he was playing like an actual proper centre forward he was he was going up and battling for the ball Mm. lovely assist for the goal as well from McLean uh, going out into that wide area fantastic um I think if we don't praise Charlie Adam enough, people will quite rightly tweet us. Um, a lot of people giving him their, their mouth the match awards. It was Joe Allen at the ground, uh, and I don't think Joe Allen played poorly at all, but uh, I thought that was generous. Yeah, I personally would have given it to a table just for those yeah. line-breaking runs, the use of possession. What summed, that, what summed up his use of possession for me was when he got the ball on the edge of the area before the second goal and everyone was like, shoo, and he just checked himself, yeah. sprayed it out wide, we score the second goal. Uh, but yeah, Charlie Adam getting uh, loads of plaudits. How? Question mark. And uh, why? Why? How? What? What's going on? <laughs> it's incredible. I mean, I wonder if Charlie Adam can even say how or why. I mean... From what it seemed like a week or so ago, um, Charlie was struggling to get interest from any Scottish club, never mind the big clubs. It sort of the the level of Scottish club that was sort of interested in him was slowly going further down. As maybe as someone was like leaking rumours, I don't know whatever was happening. Maybe nothing was happening, and now it's like, well, he's got six months left of his contract. Do we want to sign him again for another year? I, I don't know if that I don't know if that's true, but he certainly played well. 
two games in a row, and it's and this isn't against a Shrewsbury who's a who are a poor League One side. It's against top of the league leads, and this this system just seems to suit him. I mean, it it reminds me of the sort of whole the whole England argument. Normally in a in the England World Cup, if they get knocked out, it's always oh the players don't fit the system. It's just a lot of squares and circles and pegs and whatever. Um, and now we've got Charlie Adam who maybe is perfect for that little holding role in. Um, in Jones's system, I don't know if he'll change it up for the four four two. I think it was a brave call from Jones when you when you consider, for me, Woods and Ince are probably the two most technically gifted players in our squad. I'd say, or, or the, I, I, for me, I think they're two of our best players, and he's left them both on the bench. And obviously, you'd imagine Woods would come in for Adam, or, or there that's the role that they've been vying for, and and it's paid off. It's as you said, Dave, that sort of that moment where he. He just he's got a bit of space. He looks up and just plays the ball over. Sort of that hook, that ranging pass across the field is what he does best. And there's no denying when when players pull those off, it looks great and it's fantastic to see. Um, the issue with Charlie Adam was always, or one of the main issues was the mobility and also the sort of liability. Um, mm. The fact that he can't move around a lot. It seems to have been covered by the fact that Charlie and Otebo are so dynamic and also obviously yeah. you've got Klukas and Bauer on either side. So Charlie Adam might not need to be as... Well, he doesn't need to be as mobile because he's not mobile. Um, and also the liability thing. I think I saw this on Twitter. Someone saw a tweet about this moment where I think there was that classic Charlie Adam 50-50 moment. I think he was already on a yellow card and, and I think I literally... I was next to my mate. I like held his leg. I was like, "Oh God, here we go!" Charlie Adams just about to go in for the classic, and he he checked himself and he stopped himself. And I don't know if that's that might just be him. He, maybe he's realised that diving into Wayne Rooney's leg, getting a red card in a must-win game in a relegation battle, was was the wrong thing to do, and maybe he shouldn't be doing that anymore. Maybe that's a message from Nathan Jones, being like, "Charlie, you don't need to go in for those tackles. You don't need to be rash. Just chill out." Um, Whatever it is, it seems to be working. And some people might say, oh, he's playing for a new contract. Who gives a shit, in my opinion? Play for that contract, Charlie. Keep playing well. Um, and if you're playing like that, then stay in the team for as long as as long as you can. Yeah, there were a couple of really refreshing things about that Adam performance. Uh, like you said, the, the, the fitness issue... Uh, it just wasn't an issue because he, he lasted all 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. When has Charlie Adam ever done that? That's that's something I was really surprised at. I was expecting uh, Woods to come on for him at some point during the game, purely because of the yellow card uh, and also kind of the, the, tiring, the tiring legs. He thought, oh God, he'll, he'll chop someone down in a minute, but he didn't. Um, also refreshing was the fact he didn't always go for the long ranging pass. Sometimes uh, he kind of just paused a minute and then played... A Tebo or Allen in either side of him played a, a sensible conservative pass. It's that kind of. It was like he's been listening to meditation tapes or something. He's he's calmed down massively. He's not flying into challenges when he doesn't need to. He's not hitting everything. There was one moment in the second half where he looked like he was maybe trying a mental shot from over halfway, but I think overall we'll forgive him that. And also. Uh, Yes, he did pick up a booking in the second half, but it was a handball. And I thought at the time, that's so, so unfortunate because like, we we expected Charlie Adam booking at some point, but oh, not for a handball, because then it's like he can't even do his customary foul. It's like he's all... He's like... We we expect a booking for a, for a foul, so to get one for handball, it's like, oh, he can't even do his last-minute kick someone in the back of the legs if we need that to happen so <laughs> it, it, only in Wizards could we praise Charlie Adams so much with you know sounding like we're not really we are he was brilliant and thoroughly deserves all the credit he's getting uh, I, I stand by statements I made in the past about him I, I stand by uh, a hell of a lot of that because you know one swallow etc <clears throat> but very encouraging uh, to see him working in this system uh, and Chris uh, another player who uh, delivered when it mattered shall we say Jack Butland Ooh, what a save <laughs> yeah that was um, a bit special you sometimes forget that Jack Butland is as highly rated as he is um, especially after the last few months at Stoke um, 
but no, he he he, he <laughs> that save is absolutely phenomenal. Um, I feel I should point out that the corner was his fault because he didn't talk to the defenders, and so that's mm. why it went out for a corner. So boo, but also not really. He he had a he had a fantastic game. Um, but also, I'm sorry, still... sorry to interrupt, Chris. But oh, also, boy. that was ve- just very good defending from Ryan Shawcross. He's not yes. heard the shout. He's mm. got to be sure. Flick that it, away, and he did you know that what? excellently. And and after, I don't know. Last last week when I I did that that huge Twitter poll where it was what players are we keeping, what players are we getting rid of, and Ryan Shawcross was was definitely bombed out of the team, and I was thinking, yeah, he's past it, and he he was a player who proved me wrong yesterday. Um, the real question, I think, is if Butland is going to be here with us long term, or if he goes in the summer. Kind of feel like he may go in the summer, although it depends where. Who who wants him? But you, you cannot fault his his ability, and considering he is still a young young keeper, he's nowhere near his prime yet. There's a lot more to to learn in him. He he was superb, and I'd forgotten he was actually on loan at Leeds, wasn't he? Wasn't he? Was he? Butland. He's on loan oh, at Birmingham. Oh, he may have been at Leeds. Oh. Let me let me this is live Google Google it quickly. Googling. Live Googles. Let's see whose internet is quicker. <laughs> oh my god, he's born in nineteen ninety three. That makes me feel old. Yeah, he was on he, we loaned yes. him to Leeds after he games. was on loan at Barnsley. There you go. Yeah. Uh, um but yeah, he's God he's had a hunt over he's over a hundred and five caps for us. That's impressive. Caps. Um caps. Caps for us. Yeah. Um 105 appearances, my bad. But no, he's a very good player. Very good player. Um, I can't really fault anyone in the side mm. yesterday. They've all made me feel really happy. Uh, my final uh, player shout-out, uh, Bruno Martins Indy. He's just... He was bloody playing like bloody Messi or someone. It was, he was so good on the ball and he was like drifting mm. out into... It, it seemed early on that he was getting pulled out of position a lot by Leeds, but he'd clearly been sent on like a, a roaming mission to huh. to just shut down any attacks as far forward as need be. Yeah. And he he was go, going up the pitch. He played a back heel on the left wing or he something. Did. It was madness. I thought he, I, he he's definitely a, a man of the match out as well. I think there were a few yesterday, but he was the pick of the back three for me. I think we've we've said it all season that this squad ability wise has is up there. It's just whether they can get their act together. And I think one of the big things from the start of the season has been confidence. Mm-hmm. And I think Nathan Jones coming in, not the perfect start at all with those two games. And you do fear that oh god, if we didn't get a result somewhere, that confidence would be low, and that would be a major rebuilding job. The thing that is good with this result yesterday is that. As we said, they played well. It was a deserved win. And that is a massive shot in the arm, confidence-wise. And you could see it in the players. They started the game well. And when it was quite clear that what they were doing was effective, they grew in confidence. And what you saw from the likes of Bruno is what, like at least a, a, a smidgen of what they're capable of. Of the players that we have felt they can be, but have been so let down by I think that they from from back to front they all show themselves to be quality players yesterday and I'm not saying that we need to get excited and be now thinking of pushing up the table because this is it's a patient thing and I'm I am happy for them to for Nathan Jones to rebuild this side but I think with a with a manager as as good as he is showing himself to be at this moment and with the players of that quality, I think we can look forward to good performances. And that's kind of all I really want right now, is performances like that, that show... Oh, God, I'm going to use the passion word. But they show intensity. And and I think in the, in the week, Nathan Jones said about what he's looking for in a Stoke City player. And I wonder if that's... He's had that speech to the players saying, this is what I'm looking for, this is what I need you to be. Because, bloody hell, some of those players were showing themselves to be what Nathan Jones described as Stoke City players. I think it's just it's just a stark contrast to that first game of the season. We are as Stoke fans in a completely different space now. I think obviously when it's that first game of the season, we're gonna beat Leeds, who's Bielsa, 
no one, we're going to smash him. Obviously now everyone knows who Bielsa is, and now we did smash him. I think on that day, Butland, I think that's probably the the most the easiest way to look at how much confidence can change. I mean, Butland's been a player who's sort of grown through his season, as I guess he, he would always do because he's got that ability, and as a goalkeeper, he's good enough. But at the start of the season, he was not the same player as he was at his prime and, and maybe now we're starting to see it and with that save obviously you've seen an example of the the quality that he holds and yes Shawcross with that he- that simple header that went to the, the corner that led to the corner that led to that chance as you said Dave what a great bit of defending that's Shawcross of old that I can't imagine seeing that just a couple of weeks ago maybe it would have done maybe that's a massive over exaggeration but it's incredible yeah. what confidence can do and I think we're already starting to see those rewards and yes, we're not always going to beat Leeds yes, we're not always going to play well but if we can start just seeing that grow and those those little things just continue it's exciting this this is one of those performances where we want to talk about every player for a good reason how many times mm. have we have we lost a match played awfully and we've gone through basically each position just ripping into each player because they've, every single one of them has played badly now we've done it with this team every one of them I think played well no one played badly no and they're the, the sort of sent, sentinel sentinel ratings um, oh you said it correctly <laughs> the sentinel ratings Fair play. Give them six, sevens. Give them eights. <laughs> they deserved it for once. Maybe I haven't let, I haven't read them. Maybe they're all on fours and fives this week. But no, it's exciting. And I think one of the best things is for me with this performance is all we ask for for Rower and obviously now Nathan Jones is a manager that we could, everyone could get behind. With Stoke, it's been too long that we've all been at each other. After yesterday, everyone's in agreement. No one's saying Charlie Adam played rubbish because he played well. No one's saying that McLean shouldn't be in the team because of whatever because he came on and played well. Like This was a performance to remember and I, I, I'm just buzzing I was there to see it because I think we'll be, we'll be thinking of this one for a long time. Mm. And it felt especially significant uh, not just for Nathan Jones's first win, but for the the reaction at the end where he was mm. like just giving it the the you know big high hand to the fans and just like just soaking in uh, the atmosphere and a few players were just just punching the air as well and it just that that raw emotion of it felt so significant to not only beat Leeds deservedly beat Leeds and to kind of kickstart what hopefully could be a very exciting mm-hmm. uh, time. Uh, what what I did appreciate about Nathan Jones's post match interview, he said, "Look, it's a start. Let's not, you know, say oh we're going to achieve this, achieve that because he's had no time to work with the players. This was uh, kind of a patchwork team in a system that not even Nathan Jones is used to that much. Um, it's a fantastic game and result in isolation, and we can't." All of a sudden, expect to hammer Preston uh, on Saturday. That's the big as thing. Nice now. As that, that is yeah, the big thing. as nice as nice as that would be. Um, I, I think I, I jokingly said in the pub after, look, three more wins and we're safe. You know, <laughs> <laughs> just, well, you, just you did, of... Your dad said that to me before, and it, it, we went into that game saying, like, yeah, how many points do we need to get before it is completely safe? And now it's just a different world from that. I mean. Yeah, I think I think Nathan he says the perfect things. He knows what he's doing, and I think all of us will be in agreement. Wizard Dribble Podcast isn't here. We're not here to be level heads. We're here to be angry when it's getting angry time, and we are here to be happy now that it is happy. But the big big thing for for the Stoke team, and it's probably every team, is when you get a good result like this. Let's not mess it up in the next few weeks. I think I think it would be nice to see it grow a bit. Obviously, we had that great derby result earlier, and and that's the one that it's going to be compared to. But obviously, after that derby game, it all started to go wrong. So let's see it build a bit. It's not always going to be easy. It's not always going to go well. But we've got something fantastic to remember. Oh, it's just so exciting. Just just thinking about those Nathan Jones fist pumps is just getting my my I don't know what I, what it's getting me, but it's doing something to me. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, I haven't read out the three-word reviews on this podcast for a long time, but I think we're <laughs> going to do it uh, for this game. Uh, that was encouraging. Jones' era begins. Unbet effing leaveable. Passion, fight, determination. His left foot. We are back. Leeds banana rama skin, which was very good. Uh, 
Viva the Revolution. King Nathan Jones. Passion is back. Yes. Fucking yes. Onwards and upwards. Marching on together. Very nice. Uh, 3-5-2. I enjoyed football. And then, like, a kind of embarrassed smiley. That That, that, that is essentially it, isn't it? That, that's why we're speaking so glowingly about... A, 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 on paper, a narrow victory. Uh, we just enjoyed it. It's been so long that we actually really enjoyed a Stoke game, and enjoyment. Like how many games in the last five years have we enjoyed properly? It, it's it's sad, but yeah. Again, these three word reviews. Football is fun. Unusual positive feeling. What a difference. Class, especially at a table. I'm in love. Up the Potters. Nice one, Duck. That felt amazing. Can't stop smiling. Happy, happy, happy. Bloody amazing energy. Lot, uh, the, the word revolution gets a lot of uh, airtime. But um, we'll, mo- <laughs> we'll move on to some uh, more comments. Uh, Charlie Brock on Twitter. A Leeds fan here. I come in peace. Deservedly won yesterday. Whatever Duck Jones did, he sussed us right out. Uh, and a question from George LW96, uh, Chris. Is this three five two a goer for all games, or is it a little too defensive for home games, where we will have more of the ball? My instinct is the latter, really. But the, is the diamond viable with our centre halves who can't defend one on one, one on one? Um, I think that it's a viable option going forward, uh, and it would really would just depend game for game on what. Nathan Jones and his team have identified I think it was the right thing to do against Leeds because Leeds are overpowered in attack this season Um, I don't think that we will see it being played throughout every game for the rest of the season, I think we'll see variants of it, but I think it's an option essentially um, depending on who we're playing against and, and, and how good they are I guess, um it, it it's just it's an alternative isn't it it's a, a plan b it's somewhere else and it i i wouldn't be surprised if we saw other tactical decisions different formations that the 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 training staff the the management have, have identified as ways to nullify other teams and to get that style across i think while we're working on this uh 442 diamond um, we're going to try and play in similar fashions, but in ways that will nullify other teams. So I, I don't think it will be the last time you see it, but um, I would be surprised if you saw it in every game. Yeah, On that 4 foot diamond, Chris, obviously uh, a lot of people mentioning Bojan's name in relation to that, and he's been linked this morning with a move to MLS. Um, I mean, do, are we believe in those rumours I mean part of me feels it's inevitable but part of me feels like like Nathan Jones hasn't given us any reason to really think that he's on his way I believe that Bojan's genuinely ill and not missing these games for other reasons so what what have you made of these kind of rumours to use the cliche there is no smoke without fire I think there probably is interest there um, I think it would be ludicrous for us to let him go on a, on a free but equally I think that Bojan has been so mistreated by this club that um, he deserves to go off and um, make a career for himself in the States I think it would be silly from from our point of view because we don't really have another proper number 10 I know Ince can fit in that role but I'm, I'd be unsure whether that's he that's not his most comfortable role Um and Bojan is the prop, only proper number 10 we'd have. I'd I'd want a replacement in. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think that... I, I believe that he is ill. That that is why he's not featured, or at least not been around. I don't think that Nathan Jones would want to get rid of him without maybe, maybe seeing him. But then, who knows what's going on behind closed doors? And who knows whether Bojan is showing the intensity that Nathan Jones wants. He's, well, he's a very, very creative player. <laughs> well, exactly. He may be intensely throwing up. I um, imagine, for, for me, for me at this point, obviously, we're going to need a number 10. If Bojan goes, I, and we, how many times have we talked about him, but 
Bojan has not been a part of this team for a long time. So if Bojan leaves now, it would be devastating. I'd be very sad. But what we what we have now, and this is very different to what we had with Rauer and with Hughes, is whatever happens to Bojan, as, as dreamy as it would be if he was the number 10 in that system week in, week out, if he goes, then someone else will come. And at this point, I believe that we are going to play exciting football that we'll, we will want to watch. Bojan... We, we we always sort of look to Bojan because he is the creative player. He is the person that can do something for us and, and reminds, of, reminds us of a past era, really. So at this point, I'm not, I'm not feeling as upset. If that happens and Bojan goes to the US and has a nice time and is playing football, that, for me, is a good thing. And, and what will be happening over here at Stoke is we'll be playing nice football. And that's the main thing. We love Bojan, but he's not essential to that sort of that craving of creativity and nice football that we have because if he leaves we're probably going to be playing just as much creativity or even probably more than than sort of what we've experienced with him before so yeah I mean if it is true then gutting but not as gutting as say under Hughes or Rout when he was probably our only creative option Absolutely a couple more uh, comments from Twitter uh, Rocky NJ's self-belief and energy has radiated out and influenced everyone connected to the club. It is not forced or arrogant and with that endearing. He knows the game too, a recipe for success and an opportunity to enjoy Stoke again. Make Stoke great again, get those hats made or not. Uh, Tone de Pair, while remembering that we should definitely keep calm and not get ahead of ourselves and this is a long-term project that will take time to get right and there will be plenty of high and low points for the rest of the season. How many points will we now win the league by... Tony, <laughs> kind of talk we want. Oh God! Stop it! Stop it, Tony. Um, Six. Yeah, I have literally no expectation for the rest of the season. I'd said, like, I'd take top half, but even if we don't, I'm not going to, you know, cry about it. Um, yeah, I just want to. I just want more days like yesterday. I just want to be able to go to a game and enjoy it. I mean, there there have been wins this season under Rowett that were just so draining and such a slog to watch that it's such a relief to uh, have have a game like yesterday. And uh, no, that was a game where we had twenty nine percent possession according to Quest, which I can't quite believe how how they've come up with that figure. Maybe maybe that really was that low, but. Uh, we're going to have games coming up where we see more of the ball than the opposition, and that'll be an interesting test for us. How do we cope with that? Do we stick with that three-five-two, or does uh, Nathan Jones's diamond is our diamonds forever? Essentially, is it that? Um, there we go. Uh, I think the, yeah. the best thing for Stoke City Football Club this season is now finish seventh for me. If that that. That might. I mean, some people might say no, no playoffs, playoffs. I don't think we'd be ready. I think I'd much prefer let's let's aim for seventh. That's the ceiling for me. Like if we could finish there, mm. have some great wins, we play great football, we start challenging for playoffs, and it might be a will they, won't they? That's the the pinnacle of excitement. And then because you don't want to be, I I, I, I don't watch as much Premier League anymore. But you see today, Fulham and and Huddersfield, yeah, they're they're rubbish. They're like absolutely <laughs> adrift and. I'd be absolutely yeah. petrified if, if, and I'm not saying this, we're ever close to this. This is not me going over the top, but like if we were to sort of suddenly go on this amazing, amazing run and, and get somehow get into the playoffs, I, I just don't think I want it because I don't want to be that team. I want to be. This is Nathan Jones' first crack at the Premier League, and he absolutely just smashed it out of the park. I want to be the Wolves, not the Fulham. There's a there's an interesting little pack of clubs. I think between eighth and fifteenth, where we are, there's two mm, points yeah. separating us, and. I think it'd be nice to go into the final stretch of the season, uh, at, you know, around the top of that little pack of clubs, or maybe yeah. even higher. But again, like I said, there are gonna be there are gonna be Brentfords along the way. There are gonna be days where we maybe look a bit hopeless, especially given you know times running out on the old recruitment front. We're not gonna have a whole new backline. Uh, by the end of the window and even if we did I'd be a bit nervous almost because that's almost like too quick a solution uh, just getting the whole Nathan Jones team in January that might be almost too quick but you know maybe maybe he can walk on water maybe he is uh, the miracle man and a related question from our mate uh, not Barry One 
on the Twitters. Given that we have appointed the Welsh Jesus as manager, what five-a-side team of religious figures would he select given the opportunity? Brackets, dead or alive. So you can have dead and alive religious figures. Chris, um, Chris, what five-a-side team? What's your five-a-side team? Okay, cool. So, in in goal, I have Pavati, the Hindu god with multiple arms. Yeah. Uh, defense, I've gone for a Greek pairing of Ares, the god of war, and Athena, the goddess of wisdom. Basically being, you know, your, cl- your, your ball-playing centre-back <laughs> and your destructive one. Uh, in, in midfield, I've gone Egyptian with Anubis, the jackal-headed Egyptian god, who is the dis- well destroyer, you know, energetic one, and, and Horus, who is the creative spark. And then up front, I've gone big man, Norse god, Thor. Get it on him. He'll just barge people out of the way. He's a hammer. <laughs> See, I forgot about my like Egyptian and Roman yeah. and Greek god, so... Uh... I feel like I'm up against it here. Ben, Ben, what have you uh, gone for? Right. Uh, in goal, I've gone for uh, the Pope, because God willing, he's related to Nick Pope <laughs> of Bernie fame. Yes. And God willing, he'd be able to save a lot of goals. Um, and then I've gone for a different formation. I've gone for the 1-2-1. One, one. Um, so in defence, um, I've gone for Goliath, because he's absolutely massive and he'd be pretty scary. <laughs> And he'd actually win this time, I reckon. Um, and then in midfield, I've gone for, in the Charlie Adams sort of pivot role, Buddha. Um, big bloke, but <laughs> Oh, we'd have to get, we have to get another Charlie Adam dig in. <laughs> sorry, guys. I'm going to get, I'm going to get bad. Oh, yeah, sorry. I shouldn't have done that, really, but I did. Um, and then I've gone for Hindu god Brahma, um, who's got four heads. Or four faces at least, so <laughs> he doesn't have to. He knows where everything is. He knows the pitch. He knows where the action is. He doesn't need to sort of make those looks. Mm. He's constantly doing no look passes with one face, but he's actually looking with the other. Um, and then up front, um, I think you you can't look anywhere. But um, I'm really, I'm really worried. I've got the wrong person here, Moses, because he parts the sea. He's going to part those defenses oh, like he parts hey. the sea. <laughs> Right, that's a bit annoying because uh, you've picked two of my uh, five-a-side team in your team, uh, Ben. Um, uh, Ingo, this is an entirely Christian-centric team, so apologies for the lack of diversity uh, in this this team. But uh, Ingo, Jesus, obviously a a miracle worker. He turned the tables over in the moneylender's house, didn't he? So he'd be cheap, you know, you wouldn't have to pay him much. He's a... He's a very humble, down to earth guy. He's not a flash Harry at all. Also, good on the cross. Hey. Same time. Hey. Uh, in defence, I've got Lazarus for you know the comebacks. Um, Moses, <laughs> parts of defence like the Red Sea. Just I'm going to I'm going to edit Ben's joke out and put mine in. Great. Moses, because he can part defences like the Red Sea. Oh, fantastic! That day. God, that's so original. I, <laughs> And uh, up front, I've got for David and Goliath as a classic big man, small man. R- Rumours of a feud between them. I'm trying to calm that down in the dressing room. But uh, yeah, that, 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 be, that would be a biblical encounter in in this little weird five-a-side tournament. Thank you, the mind of uh, Ryan. Thank you for your weird, weird questions. And thank you for listening to the Wizards of Drivel. I mean, I feel like I could do another podcast about how good that game was. Uh, Chris, talk about how good that game was for a bit. <laughs> it was really, really good. <laughs> it was really good. And I cannot wait to see what we do next week. But even if we were to be unsuccessful next week, that wouldn't be the end of the world because we've beaten Leeds and I can go into work tomorrow and be like, ha lads, you thought you were going to beat us. You silly people. Um, yeah, more of the same, please, Nathan and Co. It was great. Thanks for the fun. Mm. <laughs> uh, ben, what do you make of the manager's taste in music transitioning from Coldplay to Miley Cyrus? I was buzzing. I mean, absolutely <laughs> buzzing about that. I mean, I'm a big sort of pop fan. Uh, 
Miley Cyrus, I don't know why I said that. That shows how much I am a fan of. I'm about to say Ariana Grande. Fair enough. I mean, <laughs> to be fair to be fair to him, I hope it's not a bet. I hope that is just him because there's been times when when I call into TalkSpot, I normally ask a couple of people what word should I get in. I don't think he's done that there. I think he actually likes Miley Cyrus and hopefully he continues with those pop references for a long time. Maybe one day he'll listen to the podcast and drop in like the Wizard Drivel podcast say, God willing. Oh. Maybe name? maybe he'll maybe he'll say our podcast is shit and Your then, podcast then is we'll shit. know <laughs> then we'll know he's one of our own. On the Stoke City oh, Twitter God when willing. it says yes <laughs> NJ, your podcast is shit. The press conference is now finished. <laughs> yes. It just <laughs> mic drop. Podcast is shit. Boom. Oh my god. Yeah. He's uh, I hope he had a a, a nice time uh, when he went home yesterday, just had a glass of wine. Maybe maybe you're staying in the Holiday Inn or something, and then just blasted part in the USA all night long. <laughs> well in Jonesy. Oh, what a lovely old time this has been. Uh, thank you, Ben and Chris. Thank you thank for you. listening. Uh, also, uh, I should probably plug the Patreon before we go, because uh, me and Tom did an actual proper episode of this and put it on the Patreon during the week, uh, and that was slightly different in tone, shall we say as that covered our defeats at Brentford and the Cup game against Shrewsbury. So uh, if you want to hear our thoughts on that uh, and get more Wizards content throughout the season, that is patreon.com forward slash Wizards of Drivel. And you'll get more Wizards in in exchange for helping us out by giving us a little bit of money every month. And that, and that means we can go to games and like keep the lights on. And yeah, and bring you happy smiley content like this thank you for listening go on Stoke that's satisfaction because tactically we knew we had to be and uh, myself and Joaquin sat down and, and really planned it uh, from Tuesday night actually we sat in the holiday inn and planned it uh, on, on Tuesday night and executed it Thursday and Friday and uh, and I thought they were brilliant so it's a well deserved win and look let's give them credit they're a, they're a fantastic side and if they don't go up this year I'll be very 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 surprised so, so to do it at home to them and with the fans magnificent what a great day.